All right. Maybe we can all say it together. Lord, speak to me tonight. It's okay if you talk to the person next to me. But I have to hear something from you. Amen. Thank you, Marley and Marley. I didn't tell you to sit down. What happened there? No, you should go ahead and sit down now. Go ahead. How many of you guys got your Bibles? Hold it up and say, word up. Yeah, Marley and Marley brought their Bibles. That's awesome. How many of you guys don't have your Bibles? Just put your hands up real quick. You know, statistics say that if you don't have your Bible, you're going to hell. So that's a really a bummer. You really want to bring your Bible to church. Um, because <laughs> I, I'm going to admit something to you right now. What I just said, that was called a heresy. And uh, you, you want to kind of ignore those types of things. Those things are not good. Ignore the heresies. Um, I'll try not to do any more of that tonight. So how many of you guys got your Bibles? All right. Turn to Matthew. Trying to keep my page there. Matthew chapter 6 this is a very familiar uh, section of Scripture, a very familiar part of the Bible that, that most people, uh, if they've been in church for a while, um, they, they've heard this. And how many of you guys remember what we've been talking about for the last uh, couple of weeks? How many of you guys remember what the title of the, the message has been for the last couple of weeks? I love you this much. And the subject and the thing that we've been talking about is we've been talking about the love of God and how much he loves us and what he's done to sacrifice for us, to be with us. And tonight I want to continue on that. And I don't know how much longer we'll talk about this, um, but I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to stop until God tells me to stop. But for right now, let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, first book in the New Testament. It's not that it's really all that new. It's just new word in the Old Testament. How many of you guys are there? Say, I'm there. All right. I'm having the hardest time keeping my pages from turning the last couple of weeks. I don't know what is going on. All right, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6 and start in verse 5. It says this, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling. Say babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Don't be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask it. This then, say this then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come here. God, we thank you for your word. It is awesome. It's incredible. God, we recognize that you are our Lord tonight. And we thank you, God, that you're a good God. We thank you that you're faithful. We ask that you would have your way in this service, that you, that Lord, that, that literally, if I'm saying something that you don't want said, that you would shut my mouth, God, and just your words would go forth. God, I pray that tonight the word of God would become alive to us, that it would not just be a book with words and letters, God, but literally the letters would leap off the pages into our hearts. And we just thank you so much, God, for the opportunity to be here and to hear from you. In Jesus' name, Amen. come on. And the church said... Amen. I'm really excited about tonight's message, and I'm going to go ahead and give you the title so I don't forget to, like I have the last couple of weeks. Um, but the title of tonight's message is, I love you this much, 
Part three, and if you're taking notes, I love you this much. Part three, and then in parentheses or something, if you would go ahead and write, we need to talk. We need to talk. We need to talk. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When I was in Master's Commission, which was basically the Bible school that I went to, um, when I was in Master's Commission, uh, you, Pastor Chris would walk up to you and he would say, hey, you know what? We need to talk. Do you want to go for a walk or something? And I got to tell you something. I'm going to show you exactly what he would do. And you guys tell me if, the, you, tell me if you notice the difference, okay? Pastor Chris would walk up to me and he'd say, hey, G, man, uh, we need to talk. Do you want to go for a walk, right? Okay, so start over. We'll start back over here. And he walks up to me like this. Pastor G, he didn't call me Pastor G because I wasn't actually a pastor back then. He says, G, so that's one difference. Hope you guys are taking notes on this. He said, G, we really need to talk. Let's go for a walk. Does anybody notice the difference there? When Pastor Chris, and Kevin, maybe this is only important for you when you go to Masters next year, but when Pastor Chris walks up to you, if his hand is outside of his pocket, you're safe, and he's probably going to say something nice, encouraging, and make you feel good. But if Pastor Chris walks up to you and his hand is in his pocket, and he says, hey, we need to talk, run away screaming. Find anything you can to do. Be like, Pastor Chris, I would love to talk to you right now, but I was just going to go, I was going to go spend some time praying. I was going to be at the altar for like, I don't know, 24 hours, whatever it takes for you to forget whatever it is you wanted to talk to me about. How many of you guys have ever heard that statement before, we need to talk? Very common statement in our culture. Hey Amen. How many guys have ever heard the statement from your girlfriend, we need to talk? We need to talk. Now, when it comes from a girl, from a girl to a guy, it really could go either way, right? If a guy tells, uh, I'm sorry, if a girl tells a guy, we need to talk, Haley, tell me we need to talk real quick. Right. If a girl tells a guy we need to talk, listen, it could go one of two ways. Either one, she's going to be like, hey, how's it? Let's, let's say we're sitting right here and your girlfriend is like this. and She's like, we need to talk. And you're like, oh, gosh, what's she going to say? And she's like, here's the deal. I really want to, I really want to kind of, you know, I really want to kind of communicate to you. And you're just like, oh, I hate that word communication. It's such an evil word. Oh, why? I just want to know, where is this relationship going? Right? And any guy would say this, well, I was planning on going to McDonald's after school. You're more than welcome to come with me if you want to. Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly what you mean by where's the relationship going, but, uh, and you can't even look at her. You're just like, uh, so whatever. It, it could go one of two ways. When a girl tells a guy we need to talk, it could, it could go one of two ways. She could be asking you to marry her, or she could be dumping you. You really have no idea, and there is no indication, there's no hints, there's no like, oh, okay, here it is, this is how we know, what's she going to say, what's it going to be? You really have no idea. She could either be trying to get you to be more committed and more into the relationship, or she could be saying, you know what, it's over, we're done, uh, this relationship is over. How many of you guys have ever had that experience? Any girls walked up to you guys and been like, hey, we need to talk. It's totally awful. My dad, my dad... My dad, when I, was, uh, when, I was, when I was a young teenager, I was probably 11 or 12, maybe 13, my dad and me and my brother Danny, who were, who were pretty close in age, and we've, we've kind of always been really close friends. Don't tell Stephen and, and Jacob, but he's my favorite brother. Um, my dad, we were, we were riding in the car with my dad, and my, dad's, my dad says to us, you know what, your mom tells me that we need to talk. 
And I look at my dad, and I, you know, because, you know, I'm, I've been in school. I, I've talked to my friends. I know what's coming, right? And every, every young man, hopefully, has had the talk from their father. And, and, and my dad, it's, it's not just that we need to talk. It's that we need to have the talk, right? And, and I don't know how many of you guys have dads that have, have had the, the talk with you. This is the talk that I got. So uh, do you know what sex is? And I'm kind of like, I don't probably, dad, I think I feel like I have a pretty good idea, okay? You know, very awkward conversation. My dad is sweating, you know, it's awful. And my dad is just really worried about this thing. He's like, do you know what sex is? I'm like, you, yeah, probably, dad. I think I, I, think I, I, think I got it figured out or, or whatever. And, and my dad's just like, here's the deal. If you do that before you get married, I'll kill you. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, you got any questions? And I'm like, nope. Actually, I want to be out of this conversation as quickly as I can. And he goes, all right. Tell your mom we talked. Tell your mom we had the talk. See, there's all, ty- there's all kinds of, and there's all types of different circumstances where we hear that phrase, we need to talk. And, and in most times when we hear that phrase, we need to talk, it's always going to inspire some kind of fear in us. It's always going to make us be like, whoa, hang on, what, what's going on? I'll, I'll tell Pastor Aaron, I'll just leave on Sunday or something like that, and I'll be like, hey, Pastor Aaron, uh, give me a call later, we need to talk. And automatically he gets all defensive, like, what, 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 are you, are you living in the church? What is this serious? Is it like a serious talk or we just need to chat or like, what, what kind of talk are we talking about here, right? How many of you guys have ever gotten a text that said, we need to talk? That will ruin your entire day. It absolutely ruins the whole day and you're just like, what, what did I do? Uh, uh, and the whole time you're just like, uh, can we just talk now? And like, no, it's not a conversation I want to have through text. And you know it's bad when they say it's not a conversation they want to have through text because we'll talk about anything through text. When we hear this phrase, we need to talk, it's almost always in a negative sense and it almost always causes us to have a little bit of fear, a little bit of worry, and a little bit of, oh no, what do we need to talk about, right? How many of you guys can, can sympathize, can understand where I'm coming from tonight? Can I tell you, I want to change the reputation of we need to talk tonight. Because I believe this, the Bible, that, 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 whoa, I feel like Moses, I'm stuttering all of a sudden. Um, That scripture that we just read in Matthew chapter 6, it started out and it said, when you pray. And I want you to understand something, that prayer is what, the prayer is what the Bible, basically the word the Bible uses for when we communicate to God. And so it's saying this, when you pray, when you pray, and I love how Jesus didn't say if you pray, uh, if you feel like it, it, when you get a chance to, he said when you pray. And can I tell you something? Prayer is so, so important to our lives as a Christian. Prayer is our ability to connect to God. Prayer is our ability to communicate with God. Somebody say prayer. Prayer Prayer is an incredible thing. You know why we can't, you know why prayer is so amazing? Because God didn't set it up to where we can just text him. And it's real simple, and it's real easy, and it's simple to understand. And it's just like, hey, God, what do you want me to do today? Should I ask my friend if they need to be saved? Send. You know, like God's text number is seven 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 or something. Like, we can't just text God. So what the Bible says for us to do when we are supposed to communicate with God is it says that we are supposed to pray. And I want you guys to understand something because in the church we've been really like, you don't know how to pray? What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? And we get people sometimes that are like, I don't know how to pray. 
And we as Christians, because we're, we're, you know, we're veteran Christians, we've been doing this a while, we're like, you don't know how to pray? It's like the easiest thing you'll ever do. You just talk. And, and there is some truth to the fact that prayer is ultimately just talking. It's just communicating with God. But understand something. We need to know how to pray. What are the things we're supposed to pray for? And so tonight, I hope that it doesn't feel too clinical. I hope it doesn't feel like it's too much a point A, point B. Write this down. These are things you need to write down. And I hope that we can really get into the spirit a little bit. But you need to understand something. We, as Christians, we need to know how to pray. Because prayer is our connection to God. Communication leads to connection. And connection leads to commitment. Understand this. When we communicate with God, that means that we get an opportunity to connect with God. When we connect with God, we get more committed to God. And so when, you, when you're talking to somebody that's like, man, I just feel like my relationship with God is not doing very well. I feel like there's some things not, you know, there's, it's just not really clicking and, and all the things that I really want to see happening, they're just not happening for me. Can I tell you something? The reason for that, honestly, is because we probably don't have good communication with God. We have staff meetings every Sunday for the staff. I want to be able to communicate to the staff what's happening and communicate to the leaders my heart and what we're, what, we're going to be, what we're going to be working for as a youth ministry, what we're going to be trying to get. The reason we do that is because if we don't have communication between the staff, we, we won't be connected and we won't be committed to what God is doing. I worked this job and I was a temp and they called me the temp. It was awful, dude. I don't ever want to be a temp again. Please, God, don't put me in that position again. But I worked for this job, and I was called the temp. So like Ryan on the office, that was me. They, they called me the temp. And they would have meetings at this job. But because I was a temp, I did not get to go to the meetings. And because I didn't get to go to the meetings, because nobody ever tried to communicate to me what was happening with the company, what we needed to be doing, because they just said, hey, we're going to go have a meeting. You go ahead and sweep this stuff up. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. Enjoy your time sweeping. Because I didn't get a chance to communicate with them, I never connected with them, and I was not committed to that job at all. As a matter of fact, the day that I got to leave that job, I was like, thank you, Jesus, I'm done with this thing. But I was the temp. And so, so I wasn't connected, I wasn't committed to the job. And so I just want you guys to understand something. If we're going to be committed to God, it's going to start with a connection with God, and that connection is going to come through communication with God. Say prayer is important. Jesus is saying we need to talk, not... Can we talk? Do we get a chance to talk? He's saying, we need to talk. Let's define prayer real quick. Prayer, uh, this is how the world defines it. It says this, that the prayer is the act of communicating with deity, and it says that it's earnest or an urgent request. See, the Bible can continually, and all throughout the Bible, we see God telling us to pray continually, to pray in all occasions, to communicate with me in everything you do. Always have communication. Always have open communication with me. Can I tell you well, one way, and if you just want to ask me real quick and you want to say, hey, Pastor G, I really want to have a miserable marriage. You know, me and my girlfriend, we're happy together. We want to get married and be miserable like the rest of married couples are. What do I need to do? Nothing? Nobody? Like, ooh, that's bad. We don't want to be miserable. We want to be happy. You guys all want to be miserable married. Can at least the couple say, if I get married to this person, I want to be happy, say amen. amen. All right, let it be for us. Jet didn't say amen. I think you should know that. Um, but understand something. If you were like, you know what, Pastor G, how can I have a miserable marriage? I would tell you, don't ever talk to the person you marry. And your marriage will fall apart. And it's the same way with our relationship with God. If we never communicate with God, if we never have a time to talk to him and for him to talk back to us and to speak to us and, and, and to give us promises, then guess what? We're going to have an 
awful relationship with God. Not only is it that we don't have it, will our relationship with God be bad, but we will not be connected to the power that God has for us. See, the Bible says this, that we get grace when we have the knowledge of Jesus. When we have a relationship with Jesus, when we're communicating with Jesus, we get grace. And if you know what the Bible, the Bible basically interprets grace as power. It's God's power that he gives to us to overcome sin. See, you sit and you wonder and you think, man, why is my life, why, why is my life like this? Why do I always struggle with these, these same sins? Why am I always having these problems with this person? How come I can't love them? How come this person that hurt me, how come I can never love them? Honestly, probably because our prayer lives are, are falling apart and awful. I found this true in my life, that when I pray for somebody, I care about them. It's amazing how many times I'll be praying for somebody during the week or something like that. Then on a Sunday morning, I, God will give me a word for them to go share with them. Why? Because I've been putting them in my mind, in my heart. I've been praying. I've been communicating to God about that. And then all of a sudden, when I see that person, you know, bitterness and things that made me mad about them, all of a sudden those things start to go away as I begin to see how God sees them. And I begin to have grace and the power to do things that I couldn't do of myself. So if you got, if you got somebody that you've got a rivalry with, somebody that you, you're just, you know, you're, you're ready to fight and slap and pull hair, ladies. If you have somebody like that in your life, I want to encourage you to pray for them. Because honestly, once you begin to pray, God will begin to change your perspective. It's interesting that the disciples never asked Jesus how to heal sick people. When Peter jumped out of the boat and he began to walk on water, Peter wasn't like, hey, Jesus, real quick, before I do this for you, can you give me a crash course on walking on water real quick? The disciples are never recorded as asking Jesus how you're supposed to cast out demons. What are you supposed to do? What kind of a, are you supposed to do like the cross anointing out? How are you supposed to cast out demons? The, Bibles are ne the Bible never records the disciples asking Jesus those questions. But it does record them asking Jesus, how do you pray? Why? Because it was something that they saw in Jesus' life. Prayer was something that they saw Jesus do literally on a daily basis. And all the time when Jesus was going through hard times and when, when things were coming against him and, and when Jesus woke up in the morning to go to, to lonely places to prayer and, and Jesus, when he was about to go to the cross, what did he do the night before? He prayed. Why? Because prayer is how we connect to power. And so many of us would like to be able to say, you know what, God, I would love to heal sick people. I would love, I would love it if, if, if I could pray for somebody in a wheelchair and they could stand up and walk, and that'd just be great and awesome. Would that not be awesome? Seriously, people listening to the podcast think you guys are dead. Um, but wouldn't that be awesome if you just, you just laid your hands on somebody in a wheelchair and they stood up and walked? But you know what's interesting? We're not supposed to go to God and be like, God, can you give me the anointing of miracles? The disciples went to God and they said, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? Will you teach us how to talk? Will you teach us how to communicate? Because the disciples knew something, that if I communicate with God, I'll connect with God, I'll be committed to God, and God will begin to pour his power into me, through me, into the people at my school, into the people at my job, into the people at, at my home. So the disciples don't ask Jesus how to do any of those things. They just straight say, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? That, that thing that you always wonder off and you do by yourself and you talk to God and you talk, can you teach us how to pray? And Jesus starts out, Matthew chapter 6, in verse 5, and, and Jesus really starts out, and he starts out telling us how not to pray. How not to pray. How are we not supposed to pray? The first thing that we're not supposed to do in our prayer, and the thing that prayer is not, prayer is not to be seen 
by men. You should write that down. That's good. Now, it's not that you can't pray publicly. I just said a prayer a few minutes ago. I, you know, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. We have, we have pre-service prayer, and I encourage you all to go. It, it's not that you can't pray publicly, but there is a difference between praying and being seen by men and praying to be seen by men. There's a difference between praying publicly and praying for publicity. See, praying for publicity is I go and I, I go into pre-service prayer and I start, you know, yeah, and I, I'm yelling and I'm screaming I'm, and I'm, I'm making sure that everybody in the circle knows that, hey, I am the best prayer in the room. Can I tell you something? I believe that breaks God's heart. Because, listen, he came, to, he died, he, he came, he died, he came and he brought, brought us the Holy Spirit like we talked about last week. And he did all that and he made those sacrifices so that we could communicate with him. He did those things not so that we could impress other people. And the very thing that God has designed and put into place so that we could have conversations and so that we could communicate, we're trying to use to impress other people. See, that's why when people say, I don't know how to pray, guess what? Honestly, that's the best time to pray. Because when we learn all the little logistics and all the little Christianese words, and we know when to say, Father God, and and Lord Jesus, and we can, we, can, we can say, Lord Jesus, thank you, Jesus, Father, you're awesome, amen, Jesus, you're all. And when we learn to say all those little things, all of a sudden our prayer no longer is to God. It's amazing how many times people will ask God for things, and you're just like, what did they just say? Like, that wasn't English, was it? Right? And I'm not trying to talk about tongues or anything like that tonight, but that's, that's a totally different message in and of itself. So prayer is not to be seen by men. You know, I, I think it breaks God's heart when, when we pray to be seen by other people. Because I'll be honest, let's relate it to this. When your parents pay for your cell phone every month, and they go to work, and they pay for you to have a cell phone every month, and you won't answer it when they call, how do you think that makes them feel? You hear that? They're paying for it. They're paying the price. And yet you're not even, use, you're not even willing to use what they are paying for to communicate with them. You're using it to talk and impress and text and Facebook and do all these things. And so for any of you guys that are ignoring your parents' calls, stop it. Prayer is not to be seen by men. The second thing that prayer is not that Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6 is prayer is not babbling. Have you ever listened to somebody pray? And I'll just use this as an example. Lord... I really, really, really want a new car. And God, I just, I just need, Lord, some transportation. Father, I need, I, I need just a way to get from point A to point B. I, I just need, God, some sort of motor vehicle that can take me from, from, from home to school and from school to work and from, and from work to my friends. And, and God, I just, I just need some sort of way, some, some kind of way to be able to give my friends right. Have you ever listened to somebody pray and they say the exact same thing over and over and over and over again in different ways? Now listen, when I preach, I say the exact same thing over and over and over again. I don't know if you realize that or not. I say the exact same thing over and over and over again in different ways. Hoping, preaching is different because preaching, I'm hoping that we can all remember what's being said. But when we pray, understand, God heard you the first time. I don't have to spend 5,000 years asking God for a car. He heard me the first time. 
and he'll give it to me when I need it. So prayer is not babbling. And, and really, what Jesus is talking about here, he's saying, don't be like the pagans. Because what the pagans would do is they would pray to their, everybody do the quotation marks real quick, God. And they would pray to their God, and they would say their God's name over and 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 over again. Hoping that if they just kept repeating it, then that God would hear them. But God is not like the, everybody, God's. He is listening to us. He is waiting to hear from us. Amen. So we don't have to babble. We don't have to try and make it sound good and sound eloquent and make sure everybody around us knows that, hey, I can pray. You know, what I love hearing Nate Baker because he's like, dude, I prayed publicly for the second time the other day. And I'm like, that's so awesome. But honestly, prayer publicly is nothing if you don't pray privately. And so prayer is not to be seen by men and prayer is not babbling. And I believe this. God gives us three principles in, in Matthew chapter 6. And the first principle that he gives us is recognize. He says, our Father. Now listen, I don't believe that Jesus gave us this prayer so that every night before we go to bed, we can be like, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive those. Oh man, I'm, I'm messing up my versions. I got like New King James, King James, and NIV all kind of blending together right now. Hopefully we can keep the message out. And forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'm out. God, God did not give us this example for prayer so that that could be our prayer life. He didn't give us this, this, this Lord's prayer is what it's called. He didn't give it to us so we could be like, all right, now I, here's what I do. Pray, 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 pray. But I believe he gave us the Lord's prayer so that we could look at the Lord's prayer. We could understand the principles of what he's saying. And the first thing that Jesus said, the first principle that Jesus wants us to realize is our Father. The first thing that we need to do when we pray is we need to recognize who God is is. We need to recognize who he is. We need to understand who he is. We need to understand how he loves us. I almost, honestly, and I don't, I do this kind of out of habit, but I, I start almost every prayer by saying, Lord, you're good. Lord, you're good. Why? Because if we're going to pray to God, we need to recognize who we're speaking to. How many of you guys have ever called somebody and they pick up the phone and maybe the voice is somewhat familiar, so you just start going off and whatever you were going to say? Like sometimes I'll call Jake in and, and my mom will answer the phone and they have very similar voices. So I, I just, I just, I just, so I just start going like what I would say to Jake in. But I don't recognize who I'm talking to. Has anybody ever been there? And you're like, and then by the time that they get you to stop talking, you're like, oh, wow, I feel like an idiot. You need to recognize something. You are talking to God. Now, I don't, want, I, don't want to, I don't want this to, like, cause fear in your hearts when you pray or anything like that. But, but you're not just talking to a buddy. You are talking to the creator of heaven and earth. You are talking to almighty God. And when we talk to almighty God, there ought to be a little respect. Otherwise, we might fall over dead like they used to do in the, in the New Testament. Anyways. 
But when we're talking to God, we ought to have some respect. Now, I believe that you can communicate. I don't believe that you need to come to God and learn all the Christianese words and learn all the, and I don't believe that you always have to be quoting scripture and things like that. But understand something. When you talk to God, you better recognize who you're talking to. You're not talking to just a buddy. You're talking to the creator and the sustainer of our planet. You're talking to the guy who literally holds the universe together with his hands. Do you understand? This changes our entire perspective on prayer. Because first of all, we come with a little more reverence. Second of all, we realize this guy can do anything I ask him to do. Anything that I come to this guy with, when I recognize who I'm talking to, there is nothing that he cannot do for me. There is nothing that he cannot give me. There is nothing that he cannot, there is no power that he cannot help me. There is no thing that I'm going through that he cannot help me walk through. See, we need to recognize who we're talking to because sometimes we talk to God like we're talking to a buddy. And I think though the language should be the same, you shouldn't try and impress God with your speech or how big words you know, but understand that the language should be the same, but your attitude should be different. Because sometimes when I talk to my buddies or when I talk to my friends, I'll just be like, oh man, life is awful. Life is horrible. And I don't want to go to God and be like, life is awful. Life is horrible all the time because he's going to eventually, God's going to be like, I gave you that life. Is it really that bad? And we need to realize something. We are talking to God. We need to realize who we're talking to when we pray. So the first principle Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 6 is he said, recognize. Everybody say recognize. The second thing, the the principle that I want to talk about, and honestly, if you were to go through and take a Bible college class on this, they'd give you like 14 points on, on all the little different things that Jesus is trying to say. But for tonight, we're going to keep it one, two, three, so we can remember it when we pray tonight. The second thing that we need to do is we need to submit. We need to submit. Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Understand that whatever you pray for, if it's not in God's will, you're just pretty much wasting breath. Because you're not going to like change his mind. God knows that you can't have a car because it's going to destroy you. And you think, if I pray hard enough, if I pray long enough, if I say car as many different ways, automobile, car, vehicle, truck, van, whatever, anything, and we think, if I say that enough times, it's going to convince God that I really need this thing. God's like, "Uh uh-uh. I know that if I give you a car, you're going to slam that car and kill yourself, so I'm not giving you a car. You won't get a car from me. And I don't care how many times you say it. You need to understand something that our prayers need to be submitted to God. And I'll tell you this, the easiest way to submit your prayers to God is to be in your word. Because if you're in your word, you know what God wants. And then you can pray, and this is so powerful, and honestly, if, if you were to ask Pastor Cindy Parnell a little, just to give you a little more, like, a little more information on this, she would really, she'd, she'd give you books full of praying the word. I know this, that if I pray the word, I'm praying God's will. If I claim the promises that I read in the Bible, I am praying God's will. We need to submit our prayers to God. We need to stop asking God for things that he doesn't want for us. Recognize who he is. Submit your prayers to him. And the third principle that Jesus gives us is that he says that we need to ask. Jesus says we need to ask. He says, give us today our daily bread. And there's two things, so under, under your third point, I want you to write one, two. There's two things that Jesus says that we're supposed to ask for when we ask him. We need to ask for, for forgiveness. And every one of our prayer lives, 
every one of our, every time that we have an opportunity to pray, we should also take a moment to repent. Because I don't know about you guys, there's never a time that I come to God, I recognize who he is, I submit my prayers to him, that I don't honestly feel like, wow, God cleanse me, make me new. Now that doesn't mean that we need to spend hours on hours on hours on hours saying, God, I'm so sorry, 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 because we're not supposed to babble, right? He heard us the first time, and he forgave us the first time. Just by repeating it over and over and over again doesn't make him forgive you anymore. So the first thing that we need to ask for is forgiveness. The second thing that we need to ask for is we need to ask for provision. Provision. We need to ask for God to provide things that we need. And I love what it says here because when Jesus is giving this model, the disciples are like, how do we pray? Jesus is like, okay, here's how you need to pray. He doesn't say, give me today my daily bread. Forgive me of my trespasses as I also forgive those who trespass against. It says, forgive us as we. I make it a point because honestly, in my, in my prayer life throughout my day and stuff, I'm honestly asking God for enough stuff for myself anyways. I make it a point that when I have a prayer time with God, when I'm taking time to pray, I do my best not to pray about myself as very little as I can. I, t- I spend time and I say, God, br- bless Nathan, God. I pray that that Bible I gave him would begin to speak to him every day. Uh, Lord, bless Haley. And she's like, whoa. <laughs> bless Haley. I read on Facebook she's having a hard day. God, be with her. And I, t- I take it seriously. And I pray for other people. Because it's important that we understand that our prayer life, our communication with God is not just about us, what we get, what we're receiving. But what we're asking God for is for other people to be blessed for other people to have grace, for other people to have power. Amen? Amen. So we're supposed to ask for forgiveness, and we're supposed to ask for uh, provision, and God will take care of everything that we need. Some people, when they pray, they're like on Finding Nemo. Mine. Mine, 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 mine. Let me make this just a statement about prayer, because this is... I mean, honestly, that was very, like, point A, point B. I hope, y'all, I, hope, I hope there was some stuff in there that spoke to your heart and stuff like that. Very point A, point B. Here's what you need to hear. Here's how we need to pray. Remember these three things. But I want you to also hear something about prayer. Prayer is not a burden. Prayer is not something that God asks us to do because he thinks we might get bored and he wants to give us something to do. Prayer is not something that God is desiring because he wants to make us miserable. Prayer is something that Jesus died for. Jesus died so that we could communicate with him. And some of us, we really do. We look at prayer like, oh, man, if I'm going to actually have a prayer time, if I'm actually going to spend time in prayer, then I'm going to have to get up early. What a burden. Oh, you serious? Let's read what, Bible, what the Bible says. In Proverbs 15, 8, it says this, The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, But the prayer of the upright pleases him. Deuteronomy 4.7. What other nation is as great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near to us whenever we pray to him? Jesus is saying this, I died so that I could be drawn near to you. 
Nobody else, no other religion, no other thing can say that when I pray, my God is close to me. But we get the opportunity to say this. When I pray, it's not, oh, I got to wake up early and I got to pray. But when I pray, God literally draws closer to me. God literally stops what he's doing because he wants to be attentive to our prayers. Because he wants to hear what we're going through. See, my wife will call me sometimes, and I'll be at work. And honestly, I'm, I'm a real jerk because I'll be at work, and I'll be rude, and I'll be like, hello. What? I, hurry up. Can I tell you, you'll never get that with God. He died because he wanted to be close to you. He died because he wanted to have relationship with you. He died because he wants to be a part of your life. Because he wants to talk to you. Because he wants to communicate with you. That's why Jesus died. And so understand something. Prayer is not a burden. Prayer is not something we have to endure, but prayer is something we get to do because it's going to draw us close to God. Because prayer, literally, God is like up in heaven going, when are they going to pray? When, 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 when do I get to talk to my kids again? When do I get it? When, when's my chance? There's like three, four things in my life that I, I really, really am looking forward to, like in my life, coming up soon. The birth of my son, Jordan. Can't wait. Going home and kissing my wife and daughter when I get off work. I, I always, I'm like, yeah. Getting to preach. I love to preach. I don't know. And, and really, the, the one that I really go to, not, literally, and I don't, I, I don't want you to be like, wow, where'd you go, Pastor G? I literally go to bed every night. And before I fall asleep, I think, man, I cannot wait to see what God shows me tomorrow in his word. I cannot wait to get up in the morning and pray. I can't wait to be able to talk to this Savior who died for me. Listen, prayer is not a burden. Prayer is not something we have to endure. Prayer is something that we have the ability to connect with God. And he will give us power. And he will give us strength. And he will give us joy. But we've got to be a people who pray. Jesus said in, in Luke chapter 11, he's telling this parable of this guy, and he's, this guy comes to this, this house, his friend's house, and he knocks on the door, and he's like, hey, I need some bread. Can I get some bread? And the guy's like, I'm already in bed. My kids are already in bed. I can't believe you're here at midnight knocking on my door. What's the matter with you? And it says, not because of the friendship, not because of the relationship they had, but because the man was bold enough to come and to ask for it, the guy gets out of bed and gets him some bread. You know, we need to be able to approach God. We need to have boldness when we approach God. Jesus died so that we can have a relationship, but sometimes we take that relationship so granted, and we go throughout our day, and we, we lay down at bed at night and realize something. We've never even taken time to pray. And that's a really sad thing, because Jesus died to have a relationship with us. How do you ruin a marriage? Don't talk. You want to ruin your relationship with Jesus? Don't talk. Can everybody bow your heads and close your eyes? Prayer is our avenue to spend time with the person who loves us most. Prayer is not just religious. It's not just something we do at the start of church. It's not just something we, we do when we go to bed. Prayer is what God gave us and what God said so that we got a chance to spend time with him. 
See, he loves you this much. I love you this much. We need to talk. I love you this much. We need to talk. Isn't, maybe it's just me, but to be honest with you, that really, really encourages me. That God loves me so much and he wants to talk to me. Because I'm not that smart. I'm not that cool. I'm not that good looking. But God wants to talk to me. He loves me so much and he wants to talk to me. I couldn't imagine how awful my marriage would be if every time I called my wife, every time I got home, she's like, all right, here, take Lydia. I'm going to go. Peace out. How awful would that be? If every time I wanted to sit down on the couch and be, and be talking to my wife and be like, here's what happened in my day, and she was just like, oh, are you serious? Why are you always got to be talking to me? I just need peace and quiet. How encouraging is it that we serve a God who wants to talk to us, who draws near to us when we pray to him, who gets closer to us? Amen. I'm just going to ask this question because I don't believe in ending a service without asking it. If you're here tonight and you've never accepted the love of Jesus, you don't have a relationship with him, you don't have a relationship with Jesus and tonight is your night and you say you know what if this God really loves me so much if he really does love me then you know what I want to start this relationship with him if there's anyone here and you say you know what I need to make a first time commitment to Jesus I need to turn my life over him I need him to be the Lord of my life if there's anyone here I'm going to ask you to raise your hand every every head bowed every eye closed and then I see that hand just go ahead and put it up and put it down anyone else I see that hand anyone else Anyone else? Amen. Amen. My my second question to you guys is this, and, and this does not go, man. If you've got an awesome prayer life, man, awesome. Continue, keep it going. But but tonight, if we can, as a church, if we can agree that you know what, this life of prayer, the, the, this life of communication with God, this life of connection with God. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, that's the type of life I want. I want a life where I pray and God draws near to me and I spend time with God and we have, me and God, we're not just, we don't just hang out on Wednesdays, but me and God have a relationship with each other. If you're here and you want to commit to that type of life, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Some of you guys are already doing it. Just stand. Come on. Anyone else? Anyone else? Jesus, thank you. Lord, we love you so much. God, we thank you that you died so that we could talk. Lord, we'll never think about we need to talk the same way because we know that that's what you're saying to us and not in a way that's burdensome and not in a way that condemns us or brings us down. But God, you're literally saying, I want to talk to you. Can we talk? Can we just spend some time together? Lord, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name.